This evening's Dharma talk is titled, Bad Neighborhood. Bad, as opposed to good neighborhood. This is a good neighborhood. So I'm just using a, an extreme um, metaphor to help people see more quickly the way they get into an area that has kind of almost like a suction to it, or like a, it's, you get on, a, as they say, the downhill slope something. But if you can stay up away from that, then you may not end up in uh, trouble. And that shows up in different ways. Physically, it's a little easier <clears throat> to actually know it's a physically a bad neighborhood. And uh, it's a little easier to know that it's a bad neighborhood and that you can avoid it. So a little easier in that area, the actual. But then it gets into, uh, like, especially people with addiction situations. This is a metaphor I quite often use when I'm teaching in that situation, where people are not only trying to train their mind, but are also working with difficulty in the sense of having their physiological situation uh, plugged into something that is uh, giving them a hard time or com uh, compromising their, their intelligence, literally not able to see that what that is leading to is not so good. And we have that all over the place with people who just have a, a, the drug of their own thought patterns, their opinions, their ideas. People who are stuck to their IP, ideas and opinions <clears throat> will have difficulty, <laughs> or at least will create difficulty for others, or both. So different kinds of bad neighborhoods. The physical kind, we all know about that. But there's also the area in your mind where... Uh, you go in, we go into areas that you, you don't really have to stay there. There's something about the self-centeredness that we want some kind of a payoff, and we'll accept a bad feeling, we'll accept a negative feeling in order to feel like we are somebody. We are the person who's having the difficulty. And so the way it is taught here is rather than try to artificially get rid of that, more drugs, or artificially get rid of that, so distract yourself into something else, he said you really haven't done anything else other than just postpone the the circularity of any of those things we call habits, is to do it with your awareness. Awareness is not something you can necessarily do ultimately, but you can practice it. You can do it as a, uh, a way of working with phenomena, whether it's the actual physical situation showing up in front of you, or whether it's a deeper dimension of consciousness, what we call thoughts, emotions, memories, uh, causes and conditions that come out of, uh, out of the out of the ether, out of who knows where that comes from. Maybe you're doing fine all afternoon and suddenly there's this, as they say, a big cloud hanging over us. And there are techniques for working with that. Uh, one of them, of course, is what we promote highly here. It's one of the few things I uh, push, say, and that is train your mind. And when I say train your mind, I'm not saying um, I train, train it in the a, in a conventional way of training a, uh, an animal, a horse, or something like that. But... A little bit of that. Mainly it's uh, sit down with the intelligence that you were given, that you were born with, and, and begin to work with seeing what is arising and the nature of what arises for yourself. And that's difficult because it feels like we're going into a jungle with no maps, no flashlight, no... It feels uh, threatening. And the self-centeredness, the ego mind, or the self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind, the me, me, me first mind, <clears throat> that mind doesn't like that. And it wants some kind of direction or uh, some kind of specificity as far as where are we going, what are we doing, what's this about? Uh, give me the reasons should I, that I should even do this. And so the, the idea of the bad neighborhood is, in other words, it's a, it's a metaphor. When I say don't go there, what I'm really saying uh, to someone who's a meditator, people in general who don't meditate, this, this is not going to work. So unless you actually are training your mind, it's just more language about things, just more excuses to think about stuff and disagree, agree, or ignore. There's the three poisons again. Disagree, aggression, agree, passion, or ignore. <laughs> Ignorance, shut down, distract yourself. Those are, to use another metaphor, those are kind of knee-jerk reactions that the self-centeredness, the ego, will have about just about anything. What's going to help me? What's going to, what's going to help? What's not going to help? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> So what I say about this is to see the way that was. Use that metaphor so that you can see the way the metaphor works. See the way you, me, anyone moves into something that is difficult or threatening or clouded or uh, spinning or literally at war 
but see the way we're magnetized into that area. Uh, one of the ways that you might notice this uh, in your life is if you're in a, say you're at, uh, in a coffee shop or something, and uh, someone down the way, maybe you're just having a cup of coffee waiting for your friend, and somebody down the way starts to get very angry at somebody else about something. Notice how you, can, you can't just observe that. You, you'll either feel like leaving, or you'll feel like, or you might even, depending on the tone of voice and all the chemistry that we can't, that is totally invisible, you might feel like you identify with one of the people and not the other. You might start to get angry yourself. You're, it might trigger some area in your mind that you have not looked at closely. We are not separate, and I'm saying that literally. And if you, if you, if you feel like the separation that we're all enduring called human life, I'm over here, you guys are over there, I'm going to take care of number one, as is sometimes said. <clears throat> so what we're training ourselves to do by sitting down, holding still, watching what moves, we get very, very good without a credential. You're not going to get a credential out of this, certainly not one from me. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves so that when you, when this body-mind uh, complex, when you, when the body starts going into motion again, that you're more and more clear. It won't feel like success, but you're more and more clear about your own neurosis. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like the success story we were expecting. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to train my mind. I'm going to get more and more peaceful because the more I meditate, the more peaceful I get. <sighs> Probably not. It's not going to work. Uh, how do I know? Not something I read about. I spent decades trying to calm myself down. What did I discover? There isn't anyone. There is no, if there were a solid being, we could fix this situation. There, there is not any solid being. There is consciousness which manifests and as an apparent somebody, as just like the rest of the world, like an apparent other, but the fundamental uh, realization that is available to everyone here, anyone listening to this, anyone tuning in, it's available. You can understand what this is. You don't have to practice Buddhism necessarily, or practice uh, Hinduism, or practice uh, you know, mindfulness practice, or have a, um, you don't, it doesn't have to happen uh, a certain way. The thing I would say that would have to happen is you'll probably need to have a teacher, at least for 10 minutes, to tell you how to do this. So the idea of not going into a bad neighborhood is that your awareness is clear enough so that you see that the activities that you do, either physically, it might be a like someone on a diet, stay away from the refrigerator. You know, don't do like I do. Go to the refrigerator and what's in there. <laughs> do what I say. Stay away from it. And of course, that's a that's a metaphor that works to some extent. It depends on who you are, how you are wired, how well how well you know yourself. Sometimes a little bit of that actually helps you to stay with your original intention to as a, a be on a diet or something like to stay with it. So. But if you're not clear, if you're just trying to manipulate yourself based on desire, wanting something else, wanting to be a person who doesn't smoke, wanting to be a person who, uh, who is more sane, who doesn't have uh, such anger, doesn't have, well, on and on and on, about wanting to be something else. And what I'm saying to all of you is in order to be something else, whatever that may be, first of all, you can't do that. Um, but in order to really see who you are, you have to stop objecting to what it is you're trying to change and actually be. You have to have a kind of self-centered magnanimity that just, I'm just this. I'm not talking about the conversation that comes on, I gotta be me, and that kind of thing. It goes, you know the song, I gotta be me. It's a sickening song. You know, just such a misunderstanding, and it's such a kind of velvety, syrupy narcissism, including that guy who sung it. Not wrong, it's just that's what it is. It's not wrong. We're not talking about right and wrong. We're talking about how do we how do we fundamentally help ourselves and help others? Well, first of all, stop meddling with everybody. How do you do that? Stop meddling with yourself. If you're meddling with your own mind without really seeing what it is, it's just going to be more circles. They might be very large, wide ones. They might be little uh, light and dark, light and dark. It might be clear and not so clear and clear and not so clear. How do you work with that? Oh, my have to find a way to sit down, hold still, and train your mind to see very clearly anything that's on the move. Thought patterns, emotions, memories. have to see them very clearly. It's not about a religion. It's not about believing anything. It's not about disbelieving anything. <clears throat> you have a question? Uh, we've dropped the... The sound? Well, the internet connection. It's red, not green. 
roommate is listening, and we just got a text saying that we talked. So should I keep talking, or should we call on Shoto? Do we need to reboot? I have no idea. I don't know anything about those. <laughs> it's hardwired in. It's hardwired in? So it was the uh, piece of machinery with the blue light in it. It's in the other room. Mm -hmm. oh. so we'll talk to that camera if you want. Huh? We'll talk to that camera if you want. Who will? If you want. We're recording. Okay. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go into bad neighborhoods. <laughs> Any questions uh, about this? Uh, I can continue to, to talk, but any questions are good. Michael? In what ways do we meddle with our mind? Trying to, we have an assumption about the mind that, we, that can be, that needs to be correcting and we need to fix it. And we're, it's reinforced by society, by our parents. You know, it's very rare to meet an adult, if you're a young person, who works with you where you're at. If you meet one and you've met one in your, in your childhood, you remember that person. You actually met somebody who met you as you were and they weren't talking down to you. And so don't talk down to yourself. Don't, 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 take, don't look away from what's happening, but don't jump, jump away from what's happening into a condemnation of certain things about your mind, or I shouldn't be thinking that, or, or why do I keep doing that, or, you know, there I go again. Those kind of the circularity. It gives, uh, when, I say, when something happens uh, negative and you say to yourself, in response to that negativity in the mind, there I go again, uh, you actually abandon the quality that you were observing and you, you hide out from what was happening in terms of a, con of a, uh, of a uh, conclusion about it. So you actually moved away from the, your Buddha nature into the awareness, into some kind of separate relative position on that based on passion, aggression, ignorance, hope and fear. Hoping for something better, fear, fearing something worse more. Go down. Um, how can we see the circular situations that have a very large orbit? Think about something that might be easier to, to see on a daily basis. <coughs> Do the small ones, the ones uh, that happen daily. Watch those. I, I know what you're saying about a large orbit, but I, I think just you, you can't. You can't go for that. You have to work with whatever is rising up. And so if something is rising up for you, as an example, you're using that kind of metaphor. So I would say don't particularly focus on it. Unless you have more to say about it. I mean that one where every six years you rob a bank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> it's about two years away, right? <laughs> J.D.? Well, you should just... Uh, would you... Should you stop yourself from going in that bad neighborhood or just be aware of, of so you're going in yeah, that bad It's a very, very good question. And this is why it's so difficult to use the metaphor uh, without uh, showing that there's all kinds of ways that that shows up. For some people, not going there is that's, that's what needs to be done. Just don't do it. It's just a big no. And then other people actually need to go towards that somewhat to get an idea of what that is about and why that hook keeps coming around. It's not really a why. Uh, it's more like, a, what is that? And then instead of going into a cause and effect situation, you actually, you actually understand that what you're doing there is a habit pattern that doesn't need to happen. That it gets triggered by something, and what it triggers is the un... un um, examined area of your mind that is loaded up. It's called, conventionally, it's called rep repression. In Buddhism, Buddhism, we call it uh, ignorance. And it's, uh, if you take it further into other examples of uh, uh, the Yogacara tradition breaks down that down into eight consciousnesses. And that's that particular consciousness is protected by the seventh, and it is the eighth, or the, the habit energy. And it's, uh, so it shuffles down through there and tries to fulfill that. So you, you trigger it, and then it comes forward, so it's about being aware of it. If you're really aware of a, of a tiger, you see it's a tiger, you're not going to think, that that looks like a teddy bear. You know, I'm being silly about it, but I'm just saying, you, you, if you really see that it's a dangerous thing, you won't go there. But what we do is we cover them up with all kinds of ideas and opinions. This is why people continue to, say, smoke or have, because they don't really see clearly what it is. That's like we have in our tradition, we have uh, the, the Four Reminders. First, kind of place the preciousness of being free and well favored. 
people don't totally ignore that it's totally amazing that we are even here. So, but here we are, and if you really realize this, then then you probably are going to try to try to work with your situation as it is, rather than try to jump away from it into some ideal situation. More? Yes. Yes. Sean? Uh, you said some people may need to um, just observe as they yes. go into that bad neighborhood, and some people may need to stop and yes. not go into that. How does one tell um, what's the yeah. wiser path? Thank you. Them? Good question. And uh, my understanding, and I'm not saying I certainly don't know everything, but the way it looks from not only working with my own craziness, but with others down through the last what, 40 years or so, uh, it looks like that you need to stre uh, strengthen or stretch just the awareness, just the just a bare attention situation. Just you sit down, you hold still, and we do a tremendous amount of it here. And the reason that's scheduled and the reason I insist on it for those who, people who live in this situation is because I know how easy it is to just look away, cover it up. Passion, aggression, and ignorance, the three poisons actually stop us from seeing our incredible Buddha nature. If you see Buddha nature, then you don't even have to choose to help others. You can't help it. Everywhere you look, you see yourself. Everywhere you look, you see your, your, your uh, everyone has been your mother. Everyone has been your father. Everyone is your child, is a, is a way of using a metaphor that is, even people who are horrible, terrible people are twisted up in their suffering so much that they their activity tends to, that's the only way they can get rid of their negativity is by to give it to others in the form of war, anger, taking whole nations into, into war. So if you're in this room, probably a pretty good chance you're going to be able to see this at some point in your lifetime because your your intention is to see what is true. I'm not here to believe in something. I don't have anything to sell. But I, I do have a message that if you want to see what this is, sit down, hold still, and look at Insist on seeing the truth. Don't, don't believe anything I say. Don't ignore anything I say. But don't buy it. I'm not here to sell. It's, it would be your understanding that would show up. So sit a lot. More than that, what you just thought. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny, Sean. Smiling. Oh, that's right. I can't see because of the fur. There. That's better. Uh, uh, am I back on here? Yeah. This is what Sean did. <laughs> so, you'll know. so, Andrew. Can we repress, ignore, by returning to our external senses? Probably not. I'm not saying I mean, anything's possible, but I'm saying uh, when, you come, when you're doing uh, alternating sense awareness practice, when you're sitting and you're watching, your mind is starting to go off into a bad neighborhood. And uh, one of the things I say, if that start, you start to have negativity or some kind of negative, instead of shutting that out or trying to stop that or adding some kind of criticism to it, like I shouldn't be doing that, what am I doing this for, why am I feeling this way, uh, instead, just include everything that's in the present moment already. The sense of touch is always here. It's never three weeks away. The sense of smell is right. The sense of smell is extremely immediate. It's right here. And it's totally sane. And it's yours. You're here. And so, and far, and so far as there is a you, so you're sitting like so, and maybe you're sitting for a few hours or something, and some kind of negativity arises. Just don't, don't get rid of the negativity. Continue to watch that. But then also... You could, as, a, as an approach or as a practice, you could flash on the sense of touch, the sense of seeing, just a sense of color. Before you label, before you know what color it is, just how it feels to look at that color, red. Before you know it's red. And before, it, before you name it that it's red, uh, move to the sense of hearing. And just hear, in my case, tinnitus. <laughs> in your case, it's squirrels running down the side of the fence. Well, yes, somebody else. David, you have a question? Um. What is it about bad neighborhood that's so inviting sometimes? <clears throat> well, you know, I think it's just a combination of things. It could be the actual drug itself, which is uh, our physiology is there, but then also uh, not not liking ourselves, not not liking being uh, having some kind of causes and conditions that are trapped in there in some way. That just like we, sometimes you have a two-year-old child who has a terrible temper, and then you have another two-year-old child who is just a little angel. So, you know, this is a, coming from somewhere else. I don't promote past life, belief in past lives. I don't believe in, believe in much at all. But something's happening along that line, along the line of, uh, we've been here for a long time. Maybe not as this body form. We've been here. So that's, who knows what that for sure. Uh, 
Science is not particularly looking at things. It wants to look at things that it can figure out. It doesn't want to look at things that it can't figure out because it's too much failure. Uh, but you, us, we can look at this through your, through your clarity, your understanding, through your awareness, which doesn't particularly think. That happens to be located right about here. It's not this paranoia and it's not this fear. It's just this. Completely open, no past, no future. It's always here. Doesn't mean there's the clock doesn't tick. Put a battery in it. More? In the bad neighborhood, um, if we find ourselves there earlier, we were talking about going to the senses in that situation. Mm -hmm. What does that do to the Well, I don't know if I can spell it out and that define it that clearly, but it, it it allows the awareness to be more important than the thoughts about what the neighborhood. So if you see what it is clearly, then you don't have to choose to go somewhere else. That's why I take exception to people who say you just have to make the right choices. This is just bullshit. We get tired of hearing that. Does it show? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm not saying there isn't some kind of choice going on, but to emphasize that as a solution, that's the misunderstanding. Sure, you need you might need to do some of that, but you need to really not emphasize the thinking part of the mind that, that is tied directly into your, your narcissistic self-centeredness that believes there's somebody who needs advancing and there's somebody who needs to be protected. There's somebody, somebody, somebody. And so there isn't anyone. You don't need, you don't need to have a, 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 an identity, a, a, a self. You do much better without grasping at somebody and grasping at somebody else. This polarity is very, very distressing. I think I swore with a child. <laughs> You're not uh, giving me a pass. I don't know if her mother will. <laughs> so I apologize for that. So um, it, it seems to be necessary to be clear about that so that you see, if you see it clearly, then it's choiceless. You don't need to, the choices are like evaluating this and that, right and wrong, this and this and this. If you just have the courage and the patience to just look right in the face of whatever's showing up in terms of phenomena. Just look at it. You 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 will see it's possible for you to see that you're really not separate from anything that's occurring. And if you do that, then it's totally it's like it's like knowing how to digest food. You just know how to do that. You don't have to think about how to how do I control my body temperature? You, know, you don't want to be put if you were put in charge of all that. You, you know, as I've said before, you'd be dead in a couple of minutes. You don't need that kind of thing. This is having consciousness is uh, awareness is a. Uh, like, I can move my awareness, I can look at this uh, computer screen, but I can move my awareness to the back of my head. Anyone can do that. It's kind of amazing. You can actually move your awareness anywhere. You can move your awareness to Utah. I mean, who'd want to do that, of course? <laughs> but you could. you could. You could actually move it anywhere. It's just an astonishing thing, especially if you're not looking for proof. Go ahead. Would we have to have some sort of recollection or memory of Utah to move our awareness to Utah? Both and neither. So... Utah is just a word. I don't know where that's at. Is that in Europe? You know, it's 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 very specific and it's not specific at all. We can't really name what that is. There's no Utah. We don't even know what that is. Somebody came along and drew lines on a piece of paper and made mountains. There isn't any Utah. Say, Joe? Do we approach it the same way when the bad neighborhood isn't really so bad and might even be relatively useful? You mean an example? Yeah, the, what comes up for me a lot is my desire to control, to plan, to, yeah. you know, know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in a relative sense, that's extremely useful. It is. Um, so how do I approach that? Very good. So do, do a little bit. Just don't, you don't have to get rid of anything. You don't have to change who you are into a, and be a, a you know, what, an airhead. <laughs> but, but the thing about plans is they don't work. You know, you make a plan and you got to change something. Or you make a plan and part of the plan caves in or falls through. And so it's just a matter of working with that, where it's at, being aware of it. You can tell if you're working with it in an appropriate way if you have a plan to um, to carry the garbage out to the, the trash bin or wherever you're going. You have, that's your plan. And if you go out and if you get on the front porch and the bottom of the bag falls out all of the porch, watch your emotions when that happens. If you get upset about it, then you're, you're stuck with your plans. And this is the self-centeredness that wants to have its way. But if that's just included, I'm not saying you don't think, oh, my, or gee whiz. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that a little bit of that won't happen, but it won't be very strong. And it'll be more, there'll be a lot of humor in that. Even though you've got work now, you've got to clean this all up. But th that's still part of it. It's part of your life. You know, it's, don't, I say often, don't miss your life. 
don't miss the the humor in your life. Don't miss the the, the that kind of you could call it a failure. Just causes and conditions come along, and somebody uh, made a crappy plastic bag. <laughs> you chose that bag. <laughs> so a little bit of a. Uh, levity in there. It's, a, it's not like, you know, you're totally thrilled that the bag broke. I'm not going the other direction, but I'm saying there's some kind of a, an openness happening with you as you live your life where you, you make the plan, but you're not locked down on it. You make, you, you know, you're going to do this, you're going to take the garbage out, you're going to make a plan, but then this caves in. Uh, the example I used not too long ago was uh, we have a karma house next door where we plan to put a store in there and we plan to, we plan, we plan, we plan. But, um, I mean, if the whole thing just came apart, it's not tragic. We, we all might be sad about it, but we'll just then we'll do something else. So, so but if you're a uh, metaphor, I often use if you're leading with your awareness, then your and your your thought patterns are bringing up the rear. You know, then your thought patterns are there if you need them, and they're totally appropriate in some situation, like how to think about how to clean up the garbage all of the porch where you, the bag that just broke. To think about, well, I can do this. I think I'll get a snow shovel. That'll be easier. To, you know, it's just uh, you're thinking about it, and so you're using it. But the awareness is, is uh, primary. Awareness at the same time is not separate from the pine trees in your yard. Awareness is not separate from the snow that's almost melted. The awareness is not separate from uh, how your how your back feels. Awareness is not separate from anything. Should we look for good neighborhoods? Um, <clears throat> yes. You know, you could you look for an environment that supports your sanity, not your politics, your opinions, your ideas. Although there might be some of that in there, but your basic sanity. What what is going to fundamentally help? I feel this is a good. This is a place that's totally dedicated to creates a space and a, and a timing and a set of forms that so someone can come walk in here and sit down and train their mind to sit down, hold still. There's people that can teach them, not just me, but other people can teach people how to meditate. Sit down, hold still. See who you are. Find out who you are. And when the negativity starts uh, arising, make friends with that. How do you do that? Don't go against it. Don't validate it. Don't blame anybody. Don't shut down on it. Don't leave the zendo. <laughs> Sit here and just look at the texture of that emotion and that feeling without the lamination of ideas, opinions, hope, and fear, and blame. <clears throat> so this is a good neighborhood. But the, the actual good neighborhood is your, your own consciousness. Consciousness is, is completely not separate from the Buddha. You could say, well, what the hell does that mean? Who is he anyway? What's he got to do with this? He's been gone for a couple thousand years. But the word Buddha means awakened, uh, and the word Dharma, Buddha Dharma, means awakened truth. So you're actually awake to what the truth is. And what was the truth that he taught? Everything is dependently arisen. Everything is dependently arisen, not separate. There, there's not, there's separated things, fingers are separate. But you don't want to, it's not so separate you can take this finger in the other room. It's not that separate. It's separated, but beginning to see that, this is what's uh, called uh, in our tradition, uh, prajna. But also you could just call it uh, clarity about this and that. You don't have to have a fancy Sanskrit word necessarily. So. Are there traps to be aware of in good neighborhoods? Uh, yeah. yeah, if somebody's trying to seduce you and make promise, when anybody promises you anything, you know, about 15 red flags should go up. If, if what somebody is uh, talking to you about is valid, they should be trusting your intelligence to see it rather than try to convince you. Like if you say, I don't believe this. If someone comes here and lives and say, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't, not for mine, not my cup of tea. I don't, just, I don't enter into any kind of discussion. I mean, unless they want to talk about it. But. So uh, the traps would be uh, being sold, a, as they say, bill of goods. I don't believe it. But when that happens... It's not that some of that, the person telling you that doesn't have good intentions, they might. If somebody's meditated uh, for uh, two years and feels like they're doing pretty good, they might, you really should meditate, you really should meditate. No, you, you, when it's time, if the, if the message is there, when it's time for you to train your mind in this way, you'll see it. So there's no, any kind of promises, or, or when someone is saying this kind of meditation is better than that kind of meditation. I teach a certain kind of meditation, but I have, done several kinds. So um, somebody just recently had a student who practiced with me for a while go back into another teacher and, and he told me about it and went back into Vipassana. It was totally appropriate. I mean, if they were to, had come to me and said, do you think I should do this? I said, well, no, you should practice in this way. And then they said, well, I think I do better in that. I said, and I, but they didn't do this with me. They didn't have a discussion. They just told me. 
So, you know, apparently I, that person never was a student of mine. I mean, really. It doesn't make them bad. It just means that they really weren't giving me the benefit of the doubt. If they had been, they would come and say, I'm feeling like going back into Vipassana and talking to this other teacher. I just do better. And I would say, well, what do you mean by do better? I said, well, I feel better. I said, well, that's not the point of meditation, to feel better. The point of meditation is to see the truth. And you might have to have some real difficult things to go through. So uh, that being said, I might, might say, well, why don't you do, uh, if you want to do a Vipassana here, you can do that here. I have, I have another student that does Vipassana practice. I'm fine with that. You know, I, I would rather they did Shikantaza, but I don't know everything. I mean, want to help the person where they're at, not try to move them into some kind of ideal. In Vipassana, is that you close your eyes and scan your body. And there's different techniques there. They're very valid techniques. Uh, I just don't teach them. Yes. Scanning our body help us locate a bad name? Maybe. Is that what's coming up for you? Yeah. So maybe. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to lock down on anything. I'd say maybe, but always try to do it with your awareness rather than any kind of belief in something or disbelief. <clears throat> belief, disbelief, and all that is uh, it's just a, a, a sidetrack. And it might feel okay for a little while, but eventually you're going to have to probably look at the issue itself. Yeah, I think at times when I'm just so caught up in something I couldn't notice, see if it, scanning the body just kind of initiated something. So you didn't even need to ask me the question? Really, I mean, I wouldn't stop you from doing that. You may be, you know, it's, it's your body-mind complex, and I'm trying to support you to study it, look at it, extend your awareness and be more and more aware of who you are, what, who this is fundamentally. Uh, if, you, if you awaken to what this is, uh, even Buddhism disappears. Buddhism is just a raft to get across the river. And when you, uh, once you cross the river, there's no Buddhism, there's no anything. It's called emptiness, kind of a fancy term. And it's not, doesn't mean everything is gone, it just means it's not separate. It, you know, the, anything you impute is no longer, uh, uh, has any density to it. So you might, you might uh, the, the one that I, rather than scanning the body, I say, say just alternate between, between two or three different sense consciousnesses that are in the present, like smell, taste, touch, hearing, seeing. And that's, there's a lot of sanity right here. And, and when that is, when, that's, when one is aware of this, then any kind of spinning that's going on, uh, you know, it's okay to go ahead and spin, but you're still going to have to relate to this definite uh, uh, kind of solidity that is not fixation. It's just present. If the name bad neighborhood doesn't arise, is there a way to determine whether we're in a bad neighborhood or not? Paraphrase your question, please. What would be some characteristics of a bad neighborhood? <clears throat> well, I can give you one right away, real quick. A feeling that, that, uh, that's like, I got this. You ever had that? I got you ever heard someone say that and think, no, you don't? <laughs> and you can see that they're, they're actually going, they're gripping at something rather than looking any further. Um, not Actually not knowing what the hell's going on is uh, probably an indication you're not being hoodwinked into some other, some bad neighborhood. Anytime there's some kind of uh, temporary security going on, should be looked at. It's very difficult to just stop grasping. What you have to do is you have to actually look at the grasping to see the way in which the grasping looks. Because you eventually get very, very acquainted with what it feels like to tie down on something, and you also, somewhat in retrospect, you see that there's actually someone doing that, and that someone that's doing that is not real. More. What does not real feel like? Can't find anybody. My other, the other, other way I say about it, talk about it sometimes, is a discontinuous identity. You, you're the person who's sleepy, now you're the person who's upset, now you're the person who feels pretty good, now you're pretty, it just goes on and on and on, so some kind of a ongoing person with all kinds of facets and so on. So it's discontinuous. And to see that, the totality of that is to live in the world. The past and the future part of it don't, don't, don't work anymore. It's always now. That's uh, the, one of the ancient uh, metaphors for this uh, that I've always liked. Sun-faced Buddha, moon-faced Buddha. So it's just the, the relative situation is always Buddha. Broken garbage bag. Buddha. <laughs> How is knowing that to not go into a bad neighborhood different from thinking we need to fix our habit of going into uh, Not going is, uh, won't particularly feel uh, like uh, there's no real credential to it. There's no, there's no looking for results necessarily. It's coming out of the awareness and there's no, there's no logistics around that that are getting you somewhere else away from the bad neighborhood.
So the test needs to come out of awareness. And when you're looking for results or you're, you've got a, 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 some kind of a schema or a plan, that the way in which you're going to repair yourself or fix yourself, it's not that that can't show up as helpful or something in some ways. There's a, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is tools that are helpful somewhat. But, but, but the difficulty we have is the, the fundamental thing that most psychology, philosophy, psychiatry, and everything does not look at is there is not a solid self. And so in order, to, in order to understand that, one has to enter the spiritual path, which is a path that transcends the, the, our physicality without leaving it. Go ahead. Can the spiritual path be a bad move? Uh, if it's a true spiritual path, no. But if it's a, something that calls itself a spiritual path and brags about how good it is, and how there's no, this is the only way you can do it. And there are teachers and teachings and so on that set that up and charge a lot of money sometimes. But they're I'm not saying they shouldn't be there. I mean, they're, they're, it's just there. It's just the way the mind, the different levels of how things work. More about that? Good. Further questions? Go get them. What defines a spiritual path exactly? <clears throat> Let me get my dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> so the way it looks here is it's, uh, I contrast it with a, with a mundane path. The mundane path is, how do I get this? How do I make that? How do I make money? How do I get famous? How do I how do I how do I build a house? How do I all of the various uh, you know, materialistic ideas and goals that we have? So and, and it's fine. I mean, you can live your whole life just practicing uh, um, playing playing the drum or being a musician. And it's a totally valid way to live. We're not I'm not taking away. I'm not saying everybody should be on the spiritual path. Uh, it's up to you. you but the, the spiritual path is is where you begin to look deeply into what the nature of this is, what, the, what mind is, what, what thoughts are, how they function, how passion, aggression, and ignorance uh, function, how we keep fooling ourselves, uh, and to, to go into that and look deeply into the nature of what's called reality without necessarily turning into a philosopher or a, or a scholar or anything else. This isn't to say that some philosophers aren't very spiritual or that some scholars aren't very spiritual or that musicians aren't very spiritual. Not taking anything away from anybody. The Grateful Dead was very spiritual. <laughs> 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 Mozart probably wasn't, even though he seemed like it. And it's really to impute that he was spiritual because of the music is so spiritual. But I think he was not so good. <laughs> And I, I'm not going to get any bad emails. <laughs> people don't understand what I just said. <laughs> because I love all those people, especially Mozart. So it's a, it's a, it's a path, the, so the ground path in fruition, the ground of the spiritual path, the suffering or difficulty or stress or what am I going to do? You know, existential angst, worry, fretting, what's this about? We have that. That's the ground of any kind of a, and it could, you could just go into psychology and you know, go into psychotherapy or something, and it's not that that wouldn't help, but it doesn't address the fundamental situation, which is mistaken identity. Uh, and then it's the causes and conditions that arise around that are so elaborate that you could live in the next 18 lifetimes without ever entering a spiritual path. And I'm just saying that, just as a, something to say. Uh, the, uh, it's the idea of wanting to see fundamentally what this is, and that Buddhism is a support for that. Buddhism is like a raft across the river of samsara, the river of cause and effect, to see fundamentally the true nature of everything. There is the polarity, some of the most obvious polarity that is not true, but is just extremely, it's believed in by just about everything, is they think that life and death are two different things. And it's not that there's not a difference there, of course. The body-mind has gone back, the body complex has gone back into the elements, but who you are can't go anywhere. Don't agree with me. Find out. Find out. Is that true? So does on lying. Find out. Don't take my word for it. Don't believe the thing I say. I, I, if I was up here trying to get anybody to believe what I'm saying, I, I couldn't do this. I'm too much, I'm way too uh, narciss narcissistic and self-centered. I'd be totally ashamed of myself. Do you understand what I just said? If I don't understand it, can you say things you don't understand? It's quite fine. <laughs> Go ahead, show Should we set up standards to stay out of a little bit, a little bit. You and I have talked about that a little bit. And you've asked me something, and uh, since I function as your teacher, I said no. So at some point, you know, you, as uh, Trungpa Rinpoche once said, you need the teacher so you can leave the teacher. But first you have to actually have a teacher. 
you have to actually completely have a teacher. And then at some point, the, the teacher may still be alive, but you, won't, you don't need a teacher anymore because you've, you've realized the fundamental nature of what this is. It's not separate. You're not separate from the teacher, not separate from anything. And there's no choices to make. Everything is obvious. You, if, you, if there's two, two doors, and one is the right door and one is the wrong door, according to the world, you probably won't go through either one. You'll just look at them. And if somebody said, in this door there's food, in that door there's uh, garbage cans, well, does that help you decide which one to do? It's a question, it's not rhetorical. I mean, if I'm hungry, I can taste ketchup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a guy with his feet on the ground. <laughs> yes? Um, can we have standards without tension towards those standards? I think so. That's why I was saying a little bit, like when I was addressing Sato's, uh, question is, you know, I'm going to do this, and I'm, I've got a bag, and I've got a gro- uh, uh, garbage, and I'm taking it out, and, uh, and so you're, you're working with uh, structures and standards all the time. It's just that we don't grasp at them and, and demand that they work. But, you know, the forms are there, so we work, but forms are empty of what we impute or what we dream up about it. If, if, that, if you start to see that, then you start to see the dependent origination that's happening everywhere, that everything is dependently risen, although there's a tremendous amount of variation going on, especially in flower arrangements more. Can working with an old habit reaffirm an identity of someone that's better or working with that? Again? So, for instance, you use bad neighborhood often with addiction situations. Yeah. Can working with that in a more positive way, not doing those drugs, mm-hmm. reaffirm someone who's not doing those things anymore? I don't know. What do you think? The question comes out of, it seems like a lot of my personal situation a lot of things are determined off things I've done, and it kind of mm-hmm. reaffirms a past that you'd say isn't necessarily real or past. Or okay, but that's not something to believe. If, you, if you're believing something, then that's, that's, you have to actually know it. If you know it, then the whole shebang, that's a Sanskrit word that means emptiness. <laughs> the whole shebang just goes to pieces and yet doesn't do anything. It's not two, you can't find two things anywhere. Because any two things are not separate. It's an amazing situation to find, to just stumble into. And the, the gratitude, it's <sighs> powerful. It's just, oh, so many people are suffering. And you see what this is. <sighs> How do you tell people about it when they won't listen to you? Because <laughs> they say, it makes you think you know everything. <laughs> It's powerful. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't, I can't even tune into that. I'd come up at fall apart. What keeps me together? You guys. You guys. Find out who you are. Don't take anybody's word for it. Mine or anyone's. Find out who you are deeply. You can do it. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves, and look at the distress. Look at the confusion. The Buddha didn't awaken to um, a carnival full of unicorns and and, uh, uh, gift baskets. The Buddha awoke to suffering, intense suffering in the world. And he saw that he was not separate from that. This is his awakening. Are there questions? What questions go down? Trying to make it into a question. Okay. Make it a statement if you have to. Well, bad neighborhoods. I was just in Detroit. Detroit is a bad neighborhood. <laughs> I'm approaching the neighborhood, and yeah. I find myself in the bad neighborhood in my car because I used to drive really aggressively. And yeah. it was so busy, and it was like an adult, juicy to just zip in and out. Yeah. And then someone's tailgating someone just crazy, and I'm yelling, you effing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, it's you said just, that? Yeah, I said yeah. it out loud. It was kind yeah. of like, ooh. Aggressive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you feel like you're in old territory, yeah. and you feel like you're being activated by old habits. How do you lead with your awareness? Practice. You just practice. You know, there's no... There's no what quick fix. There's not even a fix. It's not about fixing. It's it's always about awareness. Even when you're when you've been triggered by something and you're feeling really aggressive, don't shut down the aggressive. Of course, you know, keep your fists in your pocket. We don't want to say, you know, I'm not saying act out your aggression. I'm saying feel the aggression, but don't necessarily hook up your vocal cords or your your musculature. Just feel the the heat of that. So that, so that so that this by feeling the heat of it and not. Uh, Making it into that you know, blame uh, or or revenge or any of the other things that we can come up with by not doing anything with it, it gives the, the that intensity a uh, chance to actually uh, be what it is, not separate. You're not separate from that. We tend to separate ourselves by ignoring 
So then when something comes along that triggers that, then all this aggression comes out. So you completely miss the extreme suffering that those people are going through that are doing that by, by yeah, by going into, going into war. Like, they're wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. Those, uh, whatever you said they were. I can't say that because it's... Well, some of, it, some of it isn't even what they're doing. It's like yes. driving in Detroit on the freeways is like driving with angry bees, and you're yeah. one of the hive. You know? yeah. It's just, it is. It, it's, it's a, a shock, but it's like almost it feels good. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. It almost feels good. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a key here to feel like, you know, you feel like, yeah, it's like oh, home week. Back in the old, back in the hood. So it's always about awareness, and, and seeing that you're not leading them with your awareness is still awareness. You can't get rid of it. And, and so, but the powerful thing about it is if you stop trying to be somebody else and you're actually willing to be the, you know, the, the negative person that you've been trying to avoid or get rid of, if you actually can do that, you know, without taking somebody out, <laughs> running into somebody, but if you can actually do that, then some kind of... Uh, a transition uh, begins to happen where you begin to see more clearly, uh, especially if you're doing a lot of sitting practice, you begin to see more clearly the, what's behind people's aggression. You, the people who are driving that way begin to sense or see that they're, it's because they're, so, they're suffering so much. And they want to fight, they want war, they want, we have crazy people, you know, as we know, I don't need to mention any names. Totally insane people are running things. And there's a few people who are trying to help people, fundamentally help them. So I would just say, stay out of Detroit. <laughs> Go to Kalamazoo. That's not too bad, isn't it? Weren't you yelling at somebody? During <laughs> <laughs> Kalamazoo, you were upset with somebody, I can't remember. I, can't, I remember looking at them and said, they're suffering. You were yelling at them. <laughs> no, I was probably yelling at them too. <laughs> so it's not about being some kind of saint and not have, not expressing yourself or being upset, but you know if you as long as you can see that you can see the dynamic you can see the way you're you've been triggered and you get mad and you get irritated and it's the idea of be get to know who, what that is be genuine I, I'm not easy to misunderstand I don't mean act out your anger act out your feelings I'm saying be be with whatever is arising so that may involve some vocal cords hooked up, or may involve, but probably not as much as it would happen if you're, if you're trying to suppress that, because then it comes out like a volcano, and then you, you know, you're not even able to even witness it or see it. Other people see the volcano, but you're kind of shutting down all that because you feel so justified. So that, uh, just finally, do you have a question? Andrew? Uh, just uh, what I was going to say, uh, finally, was uh, that bad neighborhood is just a metaphor to say, uh, uh, stay back away from uh, you know, the literal bad neighborhood, and then also the, the different aspects of your mind that if you know that if you go in there, you get, it's like a vortex, you get drawn down into that. So don't fight with it, because that makes it stronger, because you give it a kind of reality it doesn't even have. And don't uh, explain it, because that gives it, there's some, then there's some kind of a, a essays being written about this in your mind, descriptions of it. Don't describe it, and, and don't uh, turn away... Uh, Push, push it away or distract yourself into um, whatever it may be, the, the computer or the phone or the internet or, uh, or bowling or <laughs> something else. So, but to try to bring as much awareness into any of that, that stuff as you can. And you can do that more, uh, what do you call it, more better? You can do that if you, <laughs> if you train your mind. If you sit down, hold still, and watch what moves. And what's going to be moving is aspects of your mind that, are just are totally invisible when your when your body's moving. If your body is moving this much, the that that the awareness part you'll see this. The awareness part of your mind actually go, uh, just loses its uh, intensity. It's just like a rheostat on a uh, those light bulbs where you can dim them down. As soon as you start to move, it's like the the awareness starts to slow down. But if you're holding very very still, even for ten minutes or ten seconds or twenty minutes, then Anything that moves in there is very, very vivid. It's like, like you can, like the sh a shadow on a white wall. It's not that funny. Evidently, <laughs> 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 just, just saying that was fun. So, any, any questions for, especially from anybody who hasn't uh, 
ask. Jax, do you have any questions? No. Anyone else hasn't asked a question? Cody? Inada? Mm -hmm. Inada, you have a question? No. Um, yeah, sir. You said a neighborhood first unknown, and, and then we label it but according to prejudice or historical weakness. Yes. So how can we balance it? And it's about neighborhood where, and also keep examining and don't conclude that's about neighborhood. Yeah. Damn, do I know. <laughs> so, uh -huh. so um, be as aware as uh, practice as much as you can. Uh, get get as much time as you can in front of the uh, in front of the wall on the cushion, holding still and watching the way your personal combination of causes and conditions that arise as as, uh, as Tanya, and see the way that so that your your ability to see deeply into anything that's happening with you, whether it's uh, an out, apparent outside or apparent inside, is is clear. So, so you're strengthening the awareness. Uh, it's like, it's like getting. A, it's a way of getting a stronger, more vivid, more open, more larger sky in your mind. And the clouds are still there. The clouds of confusion are there, but they, but there, there's a lot of room around them. So it's just a metaphor that I, I like. Um, your mind is like the sky, uh, and it's uh, unborn and unceasing. You can't. The sky doesn't 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 come from somewhere. Uh, you don't come from somewhere. You're your, your fundamental nature is a is spiritual. You're just having, as they say, sometimes a physical experience. So it's about being aware that you're of the bad neighborhood. It's about not necessarily, you know, you might find yourself in the middle of the bad neighborhood uh, to start with uh, before you can begin to back out of that or see how that happened. And you you won't be able to see it happen if we keep trying to control it or get or stop it from happening or, or go to war with it. Just any kind of war, just any kind of resistance doesn't work. Uh, that's why I, these bumper stickers that say resist on I think, oh, that's not so good. I'm not saying you shouldn't look at it, but resisting it, it's too, it's too easy. It's too, it's such a magnet to pull. I mean, it's, uh, the initial intent is good, but then it, it will pull you into warfare. You have to be really careful not to go to war with people who are suffering, no matter how mean they are. I have to see that. It's a spiritual path. Further, yeah. what is investigated negative and how do you look at it? So the negativity would be um, something that, say, just as an example, or there are other ways we could go with it, but say something that really negative happened to you when you were three or four, and you, because it was so negative, you shut it out. You, you found a way to just, just forgot about it. You're, just, you're not going to think about that anymore. And you, you, and you might start to flash on it when you become an adult, you might think, that was really, I don't know what happened there, but that, I've completely forgotten that whole area. And so, uh, and I'm not saying deliberately go into that, I would say uh, start where you are, start your sitting, and eventually if you sit enough and uh, stretch your awareness enough and train your mind to, to see more clearly what anything that's arising, eventually that area uh, will be seen on some level. Maybe not, maybe not as a memory, you might never actually have the content of that, but that Area that is that is twisted up, or is there where there's still some suffering locked in, or some fear, or something will start to show up, and it'll start to show up. Uh, it could show up in your everyday uh, situation. So quite often, it'll show up uh, along the lines of what I think you're asking about. It'll show up in a, a totally ordinary situation where suddenly you have intense fear for no reason, or you have intense anger, but no, no, you can't find anything about it. You can't. It's almost like it, some, it kind of invalidates you, so we try to look and, and see. If it gets really intense, you might go to a therapist, and then, then that, that he, she, or they might you know, take you down in and try to track that down, which is quite often what, you know, to try to find out what that is. There's all kinds of therapies, uh, 75 or 80 of them out there, that try to deal with past, removing past problems. I'm not saying that's wrong. You might have to do that. Might need a therapist. Might need a psychiatrist. Might need any number of things. But uh, as a meditation teacher, I would say uh, train your train your mind to sit down, hold still, and watch what's moving, so that when something like that does come up, what it runs into is not a mind that's uh, clogged with uh, you know trying to manipulate things based on right and wrong, good and uh, bad, and uh, hope and fear, but a mind that is more like a blue sky. So any cloud is welcome, and the cloud uh, the sky doesn't doesn't care one bit what kind of cloud comes along. And uh, the other thing, the other metaphor to take that a little further is that no matter how terrible 
the tsunami is, it leaves no mark on the sky unless it's a jet trip. And they only last about four hours. Yes, sir. Why doesn't intellectual knowledge that um, maybe as we're diving into these things that these emotions are going to come up or are coming up, why doesn't that sort of uh, experience of it or sort yeah. of... I, I, intellectual soft. or conceptual ideas? Yeah, or even like knowledge that like say um, going into this topic is going to bring up fear, but then once I'm through the fear... Uh, you so what's the question? Why, why doesn't knowing that the emotions are coming up, like, take the edge off or help make it any easier? Yes, and because it's a relative, no, it's relative, it's based on knowing and not knowing. And this path, this, this particular path is based on uh, those not being two different things. Knowing and there's no, there's, there's no knower, and there's nothing to be known. This is called, uh, the fancy word is uh, shunyata, emptiness. And uh, emptiness is completely full. It's completely flooded with everything, and yet, but it's empty of our imp, of our ideas about it. So therefore, we need some of that. That's why we, even though I'm always talking about awareness, uh, we also spend a great deal of time studying traditional texts that point to this kind of practice. Uh, the, all the Mangavatara Sutra, Samdhina Mahatana Sutra, so on. All the, all the texts that that support the thinking process in such a way, so that. So that you, as you practice, when the, when the ego mind, the self-centered mind, uh, starts to question this, uh, sitting here doing nothing kind of thing, there's a whole panoply of, of ideas, uh, the, the three poisons, uh, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the, ten, uh, the Twelve Links on the Chain of Existence, all kinds of structures, and those are just a few of them, about how the mind is working, how the mind grasps at something, and why this creates suffering. And so we do both. We do it as... Uh, Traditional metaphor for that is the two wings of the bird. Over here is the meditation or the intuition, and over here is the thinking process or, or concepts and logic. And but this is not logical. It's logical right up to the edge of the cliff where you have to jump. And uh, if you think you're real, you're not going to want to jump. But if you if you uh, if you jump, then you you do jump and you do fall, as it's been said. But you just don't hit bottom. Why there isn't anybody? Shane from Texas. Shane asks, how come not knowing is sometimes okay and other times it's excruciating? Well, there again, it's just being caught up in the relative truth, uh, which is sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. It's just being tossed around, I think. So I, unless there's a specific question about it, uh, at some point those uh, aren't two separate things. It's difficult because if I, if I speak about the concept of that, that uh, then pain and pleasure are not two different things. They're two aspects of the same thing. But that's Really, it's hard to make that work as a as a thought or as a as an, uh, an idea about it because it tends to transcend the very words that are being said. That's why uh, in Buddhism, especially in Zen, they're full of all kinds of gimmicks, you know, koans, tricks. You know, the, the sound of one hand clapping and the, the mouse in the cupboard. You all know that. One. <laughs> yeah, you think it's a mouse, and it's actually fifteen hundred mice. <laughs> <laughs> That's our our personal story, <laughs> which all need to be live trapped because we don't kill much. <clears throat> Final question, yes, sir. You mentioned before that saying "I got this" can be an yeah. indicator of a bad neighborhood. Could be. Can I don't got this? It seems like the the, the positive part has a little bit more. To address your question as clearly as I can, has a little bit more. Uh, confusion about it, because it's a little bit more of a prideful kind of thing. So it's buying into the sense of consciousness, not to get too exotic here, but it's buying into an aspect of consciousness that's kind of a puffed up, whereas the other one is uh, uh, like saying, I don't have this, I don't get this, I don't know this. It, the, the not knowing part uh, is, is also not, is no more true or not, not true than the, the positive part. It's just that the not knowing area has a lot more ventilation in it. So not knowing is more of a possibility because it's not filled up with the pride. So it's more about saying, I don't, I don't understand this. So there's more of an openness. So, so via negativa is a, is a way, by the negative way. This is why in the ancient Indian uh, philosophy, it's not this, neti, 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 not this, not this, not this, not this. You can't find it anywhere because it's not separate. So it's just a, another way of those who have realized what this is uh, have different ways of teaching it. And usually the negative 
uh, situation is the one that has to be looked at. Not that it's fundamentally negative, it's fundamentally neither one, but the, looking at the positive one is too much uh, pudding, you know, whereas the negative one is who ate the pudding? Aren't those great metaphors? <laughs> <laughs> Food metaphors. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> one last question, if there is one. <laughs> 